0: Welcome back to another episode of Dead and Married. I'm Travis.
1: And I'm Ashley.
0: And our third installment.
1: <laughs> I was like, come for, on. <laughs>
0: This is your fault. It's your fault that I can't focus right now. You made me stop watching Grey's Anatomy <laughs> to come record this, and I'm not happy about it.
1: See, some people would say, well, good. <laughs> not that I... I don't
0: even know why I got pulled I, into this you show. You did it
1: because of me. <laughs> It's a medical procedural.
0: And I don't... It's
1: the whole reason I started watching it to begin with.
0: I don't even like it. I just, I started watching it and now I can't stop watching
1: it. (laughs) See, I'm in it for the medical procedures and you're in it for the soap.
0: Something. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what it is. And normally I'm not like a sitcom. It's
1: McDreamy, isn't it?
0: A sitcom, maybe.
1: I'm more of a George O'Malley girl, so I guess that balances out.
0: (laughs) I'm really lucky that you're a George O'Malley girl because I'm kind of a George O'Malley. No, but I don't, you know what, like, we never did do, like, Seinfeld and all that stuff. Right. So it's just weird. Yeah. That I'm like, you want to put... And people
1: are going to be like, how does Seinfeld compute with...
0: I don't, no, I'm just talking about the really popular sitcoms or whatever. We never really watch those. Yeah. And then you put this on and I'm like, well...
1: This is also not a sitcom.
0: Fuck, you know what? (laughs) It is to me, they all are to me.
1: It is a medical procedural... You can keep
0: calling it that... (laughs) All you want,
1: and people are like, you could have watched ER. I'm like, I don't care.
0: <laughs> is that does that have Clooney in it?
1: Yeah,
0: I don't want to watch that. I don't either. <laughs> the thing is, is that you watch you you watch this show, and you're like, you're over there talking about it, like, oh, yeah, all this stuff. And I know that at your work, it's less like this and more like Scrubs.
1: Probably, but you know, some some Grey's Anatomy has been known <laughs> to slip in from time to time.
0: Anyway, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. You were talking sexy about
1: Month. how sexy Big Dreamy is.
0: I don't think that was it. <laughs> so, third installment of Sexy Month. That's right. We're covering X from 2022. Um, directed by Ty West and starring some people. It's <laughs> it's actually got a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, it's one of the higher rated uh, films that we've actually covered. I mean, yeah. we usually aim kind of low, so we don't keep the expectations down. But 94%, uh, we got to do good. Anyway, it's an 80% on Metacritic also. So, yeah. It's
1: funny. Um because now that some time has passed, I think a lot more people prefer Pearl to X and I'm I'm in that camp of people that prefer it. Um but it's still I mean <laughs> I don't want to use the words for what it is. I mean, but yes, for what it is, it's actually pretty damn good. I've heard a lot of people um say that they don't really care for this movie all that much and I I'm not sure why. Like if if I'm gonna watch <laughs> Excuse the whoo, because that's Isabel. Isabel's having a
0: moment. (laughs)
1: <laughs> but I think at the time when it came out, and I'm talking about it like it came out forever ago, it's only been a couple of years for fuck's sake. Um, at the time when it came out, I think that's when A24 was really starting to hit its stride and uh, the idea of having quote unquote elevated horror, which I know a lot of people cringe at that phrase. Um, I think people's idea of that was not quite as skewed as it's become yet. I don't think we were really throwing that term around as much as we do now and maybe it's on its way out too even but at the time I feel like it was some doing something that nobody was really doing yet taking two genres and putting them together and then giving them like an upgrade you know okay you're looking at me weird
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, because I think the elevated horror thing was already going pretty strong when this came out, right? Because wasn't midsummer? I don't kind mean, of around the same time and you had Hereditary and Jordan Peele was doing his thing. So
1: yeah, I just mean that you know it's really when people started talking about it a lot more or getting angry at it. I I don't know, but I just remember that it it was right there in the forefront when people really started talking about that. Yeah,
0: plus there's porn in it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, plus there's naked people. Also
0: also a reason for people to talk about it. <laughs> so what was your first impression when you watched this?
1: Um, I remember putting it on because at the time, again, like I just mentioned, everybody was talking about it. Everybody was was singing its praises. and But then I heard a lot of people saying like, oh, it's not that great. You know, I don't know what the, all the hype is about. And so I was like, all right, fine. I'll check it out, see what happens. And you and I had put it on in the bedroom because we weren't, it was <laughs> obviously a film we couldn't watch with everybody else. And if you in this house if two people are going at it, a child's going to end up in the living room at some point going, "What are y'all watching? Why are people clapping in here?" <laughs> you know, but I also remember you fell asleep pretty early into the proceedings and I ended up watching it the rest of it by myself. And I remember thinking it was really, really good and you were not impressed with it at all.
0: That is that's right, Jim. <laughs> I was not.
1: So that's what I remember. But uh, this weekend would have been the first time you watched it proper. So. Yeah. You? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, Um, words.
0: Man. So my first. Words together. I can do that sometimes. I've been struggling with that the last few days. I know. Me and words are not getting along very well. Uh,
1: He blames it on me and the sweet ass.
0: Yeah. Every day. Um. Yeah, so when we watched it the first time, I don't know, it just didn't, it didn't get me. Like, it didn't, there wasn't anything that pulled me in and made me want to continue watching it, so I, I went to sleep. Um, <laughs> but, I don't know, it just, it felt, it felt, I, I think I didn't make it past the lowbrow part of the film. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, because in the beginning, you've just got Brittany Snow doing her thing, um, being like, I'm hot and a stripper and I have sex. <laughs> Right. Which Everybody's she,
1: going, okay, this dude just openly admitted to watching Grey's Anatomy, and now he's saying that he was bored with porn. Yeah,
0: kind of. <laughs> but you get introduced to her, and then you meet Mia Goth, I guess, who was also at the... the What was it? It was a uh, burlesque club.
1: Yeah, something like that.
0: Um, And we get to meet Wayne, played by Martin Henderson, who's like... he's He says he's the executive producer. He's kind of their pimp, sort of. I mean, he's <laughs> it's his idea for them to all make a porn movie, and Kid Cudi is the is it Cuddy Cuddy Cuddy. Cuddy. yes yes he plays Jackson who is the male Uh, star
1: okay why are we why are we getting into cast now instead of first you know what you
0: just let me do my thing (laughs) Anyway, so all it is is a character introduction, and they're in a van, and they go to a gas station, and I'm thinking, okay, all Ty West did was rip off Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right. That's it. That's all he did. You have an assorted cast of colorful characters in Texas in a van, and they stop at a gas station with an attendant that couldn't give a fuck. Yeah. It's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. (laughs) Wait, where are they going? To a farm? Okay. (laughs) Looks like cornfield's behind them. I've seen this movie before. (sighs) And then they filmed a porn, and I was like, I'm going to bed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just like I'm out. Yeah. Because nothing really was happening, I don't know. And I just yeah. So that's what I remember about. It. I remember it up to that part where I was like I'm going to sleep now.
1: Okay. So, so that was it. Yeah, you were not a fan.
0: I was not a fan at all.
1: <laughs> do you feel differently about it now?
0: I 11% different. <laughs> I feel 11% different.
1: Oh gosh.
0: No, I I do feel differently about the film now. But the few reviews we watched that actually talked about the film, I don't agree with them.
1: Not everybody. It's funny. If you go on YouTube and you look up reviews for X, everybody and their dog tells you what the premise is and then whether they enjoyed it or not. I was really hoping that I would find somebody on there that did like an analysis of it or a proper retrospective kind of breaking down the film. And nobody has. And I was really surprised by that because I think there's... There's a lot of videos out there doing that with Pearl, but not really with this one. And I do find that a little bit bothersome because to me, there are points to discuss in this film. And
0: I don't disagree with that, but I feel like
1: a lot of reviewers will just talked about what was on the surface yeah
0: but all the points to discuss really are in the back half of the film uh-huh. because at the front yeah it really is it's just a character introduction and this is what they do and kind of who they are and you do get some uh some i guess character development or whatever with each one of them uh as they're introduced and this is yeah who they are and what they do i said that already
1: uh-huh.
0: um but the the stuff you have to think about doesn't happen until later in the film so i mean if they made if they drew the conclusion at the very beginning like oh it's a slasher and they just stuck with that in their head through the whole film then they missed a lot
1: i think they did i really think they did yeah i think that this movie had a like as well as just kind of bringing us back to that golden era of exploitation i do think that it had something to say about life and mortality in aging that nobody seems to want to talk about maybe no
0: and that was yeah that was one of the things that i noticed the common theme was finally another slasher film I don't know. I actually watched it and I don't really feel like it's a slasher film.
1: I mean, it is. But I again, I feel like that's just on the surface. That's what gets you in there. And yes, at the end of the day, it is a fun throwback slasher experience, you know, back to the days of when you just watched a grizzly movie that had some adult stuff in it that you, you know, <laughs> you, I don't know. It's hard. To, it's hard to articulate. But yeah, it definitely was a throwback to that, except with it. It kind of taking this new elevated, I'm real this new elevated thing, I think that you had more components in there that made it something than just that. Okay.
0: I well, guess. I will explain my point later. So, because I kind of disagree with it being a slasher. It's still a horror movie. I just don't, when I think slasher, I always think like Halloween and, and and Friday the 13th. And this just doesn't fit that for me, I guess. How? Well, for one, there's more than one killer in this film. Yeah. And
1: there can be more than one killer in a slasher.
0: Yeah. There's more than one and... And, Killer and
1: scream and it's a slasher like
0: michael myers has a motivation jason Voorhees has a motivation i feel like a cu- couple of these there wasn't a distinct motivation like the first one the first kill i think was based on uh, just rejection and like you know what i mean why are you looking at me like that? <laughs>
1: because the motivation was that she was angry at these people for their youth and their beauty and
0: yeah but she doesn't articulate that to the end the very first kill when but she when she stabs that guy no he i think she wouldn't was not going to stab him until he rejected her.
1: I think she still was going to. You think so? Yeah. She had a dude chained up in her basement and there were a lot of cars. So clearly she had been doing this for a while. Yeah.
0: Well, there was one car. There was one car. There was a, a half-sunken Volkswagen.
1: Either way. I'm just saying. I think the motive was there.
0: I don't know. I don't know. I just Agreed to disagree. I think that her reason for killing each person was different. Not that she didn't kill him, but I think she may have killed each one maybe for different reasons. Because hmm. like when she killed Brittany Snow's character it was i don't know for being a bitch for being a bitch yes right. that's
1: that's the thing but had
0: not you said it was all about her being jealous of their youth i don't think so i think it's because Bertie snow was being a bitch <laughs> i don't know
1: this the the byline to this film for us may as well be agree to disagree because we have disagreed on almost every point there has been <laughs>
0: I'm just saying that I feel like she found a different reason to kill each person because it wasn't the one. She that, didn't the even one, kill every person. I understand that. But it wasn't all about, because the only one that she was really jealous of was Maxine. She wasn't That's really jealous of her. That's the one she kind of zeroed in on because she she reminded her of herself when she was that age. Young yeah. and pretty and all that stuff. I don't, I don't know. She, and that, the only one she said anything about. She was the only one that she wasn't, she was going to keep alive. Uh-huh. At the end, so.
1: All right, all right. Just move on, move on. Move <laughs> then, move all on
0: right, to, so we'll move on to characters. Mia Goth. <laughs> <laughs> plays Maxine Jenna Ortega plays Lorraine Brittany Snow is Bobby Lynn Kid Cuddy is Jackson Martin Henderson is Wayne o- Owen Campbell plays R.J. Stephen is That right U R E
1: ur I don't know
0: his name's Howard so uh that's it that's it they did not credit um and I noticed that when they in the, in the film it didn't list Mia Goth or well maybe something else we were looking at it didn't list her as playing Maxine and Pearl right so but she did yes okay okay directed by Ty West it's <laughs> written by Ty West um, which if you know the periodic t- table it's Titanium West it's just T.I.
1: <laughs> or that's a Atlanta-based rapper T.I. Yeah, sorry
0: do we need to get I know a podcast that is no never mind that's Soldier Boy they want updates on anyway. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to do that. Anyway. So that's the cast. As far as crew goes, looking at the uh, like makeup department and cinematography and all that, none of the big names that we typically would talk about and that you would gush over, like K&B or any of those people. So,
1: But if you would like something to gush over... <laughs> Head on to petted, well, De- Blah- Blah- head on to dead and married. No, patreon.com slash dead and married. <laughs> you can support us with as little or as least as you want and help us continue to bring you a show where we're constantly flubbing our lines.
0: Yeah, you can listen to a show where we can't remember where our <laughs> Patreon is. <laughs>
1: Anyway. That was smooth. <laughs> so, moving on into story. So, what did what did you think about the story overall? Because we we've already gotten into this. A little bit. So I think now we can kind of go into it proper. I don't
0: know. You're going to let me have an opinion? No. Is that what's going to happen? No. Okay. Um, I feel like the story is it's just a basic bitch up until about the halfway point. Okay. Nothing about the story impressed me until you get, until, well, basically until Pearl is introduced mm-hmm. properly. Um, again, I think this is where it changed. Like it, the setup is for a slasher and you keep calling it a slasher and that's fine. You can feel that way if you want. <laughs> um. But so for me, this movie was just really sad. I feel like the, the front half of the film is almost throwaway, but the back half was really smart. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you do you do get the groundwork for Mia Goth's character, where Maxine is, what is it, I want to accept a life I don't deserve. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's got her, her sights set very high, that she wants to be a star, she wants everybody to know her, she wants everybody to love her. Um, and then you get introduced to Pearl, who had the same thing, sort of. She wanted everybody to love her. She wanted a life, and she got stuck with a life that she felt like she didn't deserve. Right. And then when she sees these people come in, she wants that. She wants what they have, sort of, even though she wants the youth. It's almost like she wants a do-over. She wants her youth back. She wants to have a chance to do her life differently, sort Mm. of. Um, And she's got her husband, and they don't have sex because he... Apparently he's got a weak heart and yeah, he just keeps turning her down, but she, I don't know. She wants to be attractive to him again. She, she wants her husband. She wants to have a relationship. Um, and then she sees these people who are just, they're making porn basically. So everybody's having sex with everybody. Uh Um, and uh, they disagree with that. You know, she doesn't want to have sex with everybody. She just wants her husband to want her. I don't know. It's just, it's there's something very sad about it mm-hmm. at the end uh, or with Pearl's story. And that's the reason I think if I watched Pearl, I probably would like it better than this film. Yeah. Um, and I, saw, I watched the trailer for that. And Jesus Christ, Mia Goth looks insane in that
1: film. <laughs> that's why I um, love her. <laughs>
0: having said that, I mean, we'll talk about the acting later. I think Mia Goth did a fantastic job playing two characters. Mm. She put Eddie Murphy to shame. <laughs> I mean, you can do fifteen characters in one movie all you want. She did too, like a bo- like a badass. Yeah. So there's that. I, I don't know. I guess that's it. I don't want to get into the story too much because if somebody hasn't watched this, they really need to watch it because I will not articulate it well enough for you to really understand.
1: Uh, well, we know exactly that what's going on. We provide spoilers in every episode, so I, I think that it's it's safe to.
0: You're a little late with that warning.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about
0: that. We need to bring back the spoiler warning. We pissed some people off. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I feel like the, the back half of the film was really smart, and I think it. There was a lot more. I think there's a lot more to it. There's a lot more depth to that story than the people who we watched reviews do yes, give it credit yes, for. Yes, I agree. Um, they took it just as a straightforward slasher, but there's a there's a much better story there than just that. Yeah, I how think do you so. feel about the story? Uh,
1: I think yeah, there's a lot to be said for feeling trapped, I guess, and for. I, I feel like, yes, she is there. She, there is envy there for their youth and their beauty, but at the same time, you can kind of get that thing of feeling like they don't deserve the bodies and the beauty they've been given. She thinks that they're, she never outright says it, but I, there's that whole th- feeling that she feels like they're wasting it on what they're doing. And I, I, I don't know. Travis and I, like, we'll tell everybody all day long, like, oh, I feel old or whatever, or, you know, because we are getting of a certain age where we cannot go I, from squatting to standing without the snap, crackle, pop or, you know, in my case, I'm well, actually in both of our cases, we have fucked up shoulders. I and was
0: told I needed bifocals.
1: <laughs> so was I actually. Fuck that guy. <laughs> so was I. I don't
0: need your damn bifocals. I just need two pairs of glasses.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know that, I mean, I can't speak for Travis, <sighs> but I know at least on my part, I just, I am the least conceited person, I swear to God. But at the same time, I also have, I, I, I tell everybody you're as old or as young as you feel. So Travis, he kind of does go through that thing where it's just like, oh, you know, I, I can't do this anymore. Or he has certain attitudes about things and I'm going, okay, but you're only 43. You're not, you're not dying yet. And I feel like when we were kids, by the time somebody was in their 40s, they did feel really old at that point and now being a 40 something myself i don't like
0: i laughed at people when i was in my 20s and they were like well when you're my age i'm like <laughs> i'm never going to live that long <laughs> Joke's on you.
1: Yeah. And I, I feel like now that I am 40, actually, I had my birthday. Uh, February 9th. I did. There I you did. go. See, so I remember that quick. <laughs> I, I did just have my, my 41st I birthday. I remembered
0: your birthday faster than you did.
1: And I knew it, but you you know, true to show form, you have to interrupt me. Yes. <laughs> anyway. What were you saying? <laughs> you know what? Interrupting <laughs> Calgus says, mmm. no,
0: no. No, really, go ahead. <laughs> finish that thought.
1: No, I'm not talking. I'm not talking anymore. (laughs) Anyway, Um, I, at the same time, like, even if your body is starting to betray you as ours are finally starting to, at the same time, I think your mentality has a lot to do with your attitude. And and I feel like my body is that of a middle-aged woman, but my mind is still that of an early 20-something. Even, even I, I mean, maybe it's just the fact that I have parented teenagers, I can also get my mind to continue to be in that, you know, what was I feeling? What was I thinking? I, f- I feel like you have to do that in order to parent a little bit. So I don't necessarily, like Travis and I were talking about this last night and I was telling him, you know, I can understand how, and, and maybe it's more prevalent in Pearl where she has that, that feeling of unfulfilled potential. And I was meant for more than this and I was meant for better than this. And I told Travis, I said, I feel like with some of these films, the thing is now is that they talk about things that you only think think about inside your mind but would never openly admit to the world at large because they might look at you like, you know, like sometimes you have, you you know, your spouse, your significant other or your best friend that they're the only person you can share those kind of thoughts with where because you know that they're either not going to pass judgment on you or something and Travis is one of my people that we have been together so long at this point that I feel like we can share those fears and thoughts with each other because he and I tend to be like-minded on a lot of stuff. We kind of have that kind of dark outlook on life a little bit. That if I say, I kind of feel like I should have done things better, you know? He's not in turn around and look at me and go, well, I'm your husband. Are you not happy with me? Oh my God, we have children. Are you not happy with them? He's going to go, I get that. You know, I feel like everybody fucks up and they make mistakes and when you get to be older, you kind of look back on that and go, oh, I could have done that a little bit differently. I, I
0: think the difference is, is that none of the things that we've looked back on and said, I would have done that differently, involved changing us being together. Uh-huh. Okay, well, with that look, I don't think that way.
1: No, <laughs> I'm I'm do. saying I don't, I'm, I'm just saying I don't know that there's any way to know that. Yeah. For no, sure. No,
0: but I mean, I, I think there's stuff that we, we have both thought, I should have done this or not done that. But at no point are we like, man, if I hadn't gotten married, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, it's more like, damn, I should have gone to college. <laughs>
0: but. Yeah. Yeah. We have we have those sort of regrets, but it's she is not one of them for me.
1: Right. And he is not one I of them. I am those one for of me. them
0: for her. No,
1: I did not say that. She
0: looked at me the other day and she's like, God damn, I should have married for money. <laughs>
1: I'm kidding. No, no. um, I just, I I can understand that mentality of hers where you see people, younger people, because we have a teenage son, I guess, doing things where you're like, God damn it, stop being so stupid. Like, you want to tell them that, but at the same time, you have to let them make their own mistakes. They're going to do that anyway. And so I can understand that frustration of you still have this all this time to do this. And instead, you're doing this this, and it, I just want to wring your neck.
0: Uh, I don't I don't ever look at him and, and think, why are you being stupid? I look at him and I think, why are you being 17-year-old me? <laughs> I know how this ends. Stop it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't necessarily mean he's stupid, but it's, yeah, it's that. Why are you making these same stupid yeah, choices?
0: Don't do the same stupid shit. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so,
1: so I can understand Pearl's mentality of that.
0: There is one component of the story that I think we need to talk about that you and I disagree on <laughs> to a point. <laughs> And that is the part where Jenna Ortega's character, and she was the she was the sound person, Uh um, that a boom mic operator. Yes, she held a stick with a microphone on the end of it. I don't know what that is, but she did that. (laughs) And the writer of this pornographic film, and uh, camera guy, and camera guy,
1: cinematographer, yes, DP, whatever.
0: No, that came later. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And uh, they're dating. I guess. They're in a relationship of some kind. Uh-huh. But we don't know how serious yeah, it is or whatever. it's
1: not established at all.
0: But they're sitting around drinking after they'd filmed all day. And she's watching people just, you know, arms and legs and private parts flying everywhere. Jibbly bits. Yeah, everybody's rubbling their wobbly bits together. And, <laughs> and she's like, I want to do a scene. And... I understand him not wanting her to do that if they're in a relationship. Yeah. But I feel like he went about it the wrong way. Because I agree with you on that part. He took this high and mighty... Like, he broke something when he fell off that high horse. (laughs) (laughs) He absolutely had to.
1: Um, okay. So, Travis, I I was legitimately trying to figure out why he was getting heated when we were having this conversation. And I think... (sighs) I understand her mentality of having FOMO, right? What's that? Fear of missing out. Okay. I understand that whole thing of you can feel where your life is already headed. It's just that for some of us, we don't take the road less traveled and we go exactly where we think we're supposed to go. You know, you do things in your life at a certain order and then you go back later as a middle-aged person and you go, man, you know, I should have done this or I should have done that. And I think that's where she was. But she was actually having that brain fart happen where she's like, I'm, yeah, I'm only going to get to live once. Like, I want to do something in this, whatever it is, and live my life, you know, and it's her. I I feel like I articulated this so much better last night, but I am tired and not feeling good this evening. The part that I got,
0: <laughs> the part that annoyed me about the film was when she wakes up and he's not there and what's his name, Martin or whatever shows up and, and she's like, you don't think he left me, did, do you? Yeah. Of course he fucking left you. <laughs> he filmed you fucking someone else. Yeah. Why wouldn't he leave you? I would leave you. I would have left before you got to that part. I'm not going to sit around and film my significant other having sex with another person. Right. That's not me. That's not the lifestyle that I choose. That's not the kind of relationship that I choose. If there are people out there and that's how you roll, good on you, but it's not for me. <laughs> right. But he should have said that before they ever got to that point. That and, was my thing. Yeah. And he, and, and he should have done it in front of everybody, being a condescending dick. He should have pulled her aside and said, I'm really uncomfortable with this. We're in a relationship and I like you and I would prefer that you not do this. And if you do, I'm out. Right. It's like he should have just been honest and upfront about it instead of being a cocksmith
1: about it. Right. I'm glad you've had time to think about it now because last night, that was not how you were coming off. You were coming <laughs> up, off as our jay himself and i was kidding (laughs) i'm kidding i'm kidding and i was getting annoyed because for one I, I feel like there's multiple components here of the treatment one is that the stigma obviously associated with anyone who works in the sex industry we have made well to some degree i'm we're not perfect yet we have made leaps and strides toward becoming more accepting as that as a profession it is the oldest profession for fuck's sake
0: i'm pretty sure being a porn star is not the no, oldest no i'm profession.
1: saying i'm saying sex work um see you interrupt me and then i can't finish the thought stop it anyway so, there's still people, namely pretty much here where we are in the South, that still look down upon stuff like that and say, well, that's wrong. It goes it goes against the Bible and all that. You're living a life of sin. You're going to burn in hell and all of that stuff. I, as somebody who's non-religious, I think that we are only put on this earth once and the way we live our lives. I don't, I don't, I can't pass judgment for somebody just because it's not something I would necessarily do doesn't mean that I am allowed to pass judgment on somebody else if that is what they want to do. You know what I mean? Like the whole different strokes for different folks scenario. And I don't think... I think... (sighs) It goes back to the whole thing about no one is perfect, and even though I'm not religious, that whole thing about judge not, lest you be judged. You know, we're really quick to say, oh, I'm a good person because I go to church, I read the Bible, I worship God, and all that. But Christians are the most judgmental people.
0: They're not alone in that, though.
1: No, and I'm just saying that humans are inherently flawed, and I don't necessarily think that having a profession in that industry makes you a flawed person. No,
0: no, it doesn't. Um... I couldn't, I could not be with someone who was in that line of work. Right. But I don't dislike them because they're in that line of work. Right. And that's their choice to make. However, their choices, just like mine, have consequences. Everybody's choices have consequences. So uh-huh. I feel like there are choices that you make where you're signing up for those consequences and you have to know that they're there on the front side. Right. right? I mean... <sighs> Oh, I can't talk about that because it's work related. I'm just, okay. If you drink a lot and you get behind the wheel, you're making a choice uh-huh. you're accepting whatever consequences come after that. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think the part that irritated me, the, the two part components of what we're talking about here, back to the film. <laughs> is number one he went about it wrong right and so him pushing back the way he pushed back the consequence of that was he pushed her into it like everything he said made her want to do it more yes and then her on the backside, like you did this and wait you're not leaving are you you know what i mean like neither of them wanted to accept the consequences of their actions right they both had the right to make their own choices yes but neither of them liked the consequences <laughs> of what they did that's and that's the part that got annoyed that annoyed me
1: okay second was that whole thing about it kind of ties into that. She's a good girl. She wouldn't do anything like this. You know, that's fine for these people, but she's a good girl. And if, if you're trying to make me feel sorry for this guy, because she did this while she was with him, you're going about it the wrong way. Because if there's one thing, and I told Travis this last night, if there's one thing I cannot stand, it's a guy infantilizing the girl that he's with. Because just because you are with somebody doesn't inherently make them your protector your your parent i uh travis has been really good about letting me be independent and being supportive of the things that i want to do and not holding me back on that and so when i see that start happening i'm like oh red flag red flag red flag it just it makes me insane um she's a grown-ass woman if she says i want to do this then fine she should be able to make that choice do i think she should have gone about it differently too they they both could have had this conversation in private
0: correct um and that is a conversation that should have happened in private
1: right she should have went to him pulled him aside and said hey i feel like i want to do a scene in this movie how do you feel about it and then at that point he could have said i you know i can't be with somebody that does that i wouldn't feel right about it it it's gonna hurt my masculinity like make my winter shrink and all that (laughs) I'm kidding <laughs> but no what I, I'm in all in being serious I think that as a couple you have to establish your own rules of what you're comfortable with and what you're comfortable with and what lines you're willing to cross and which ones you're not I think in a healthy relationship you have to do that but instead they had had this happen in front of a bunch of people and kind of made them both look like jackasses at the end of the day
0: well and I think the root is, is that this was an infatuation not a relationship neither neither one of them really cared about the other
1: one I I kind of feel that way because too. Because if she
0: had cared about him, she wouldn't have said I want to do it. If he had cared about her, he wouldn't have gone about saying he didn't like it the way he went about it.
1: See, this is where you and I had her- this is what started this conversation because what? you said I feel like if she cared about him, she wouldn't have done it. And I said just because she does it doesn't mean she doesn't care about him.
0: Do you care about me? I do. Are you going to go have sex with other people? No. Okay then.
1: But <laughs> but we the the conversation we was having is about how people are married all the time and yet they have have to kiss other actors they have to film love scenes with other actors in movies and in my opinion that doesn't mean that you're cheating on your spouse because you're making a film
0: i understand that but there's a difference between those kind of films and the kind of (laughs) film they're making there's actual intercourse happening on this film right the ones you're talking about there's not well okay it probably depends on which one you're talking about because i know there's been a couple of them where they wanted the sex scenes to be real so they really did it but yeah but i'm saying that in general when it's filmmaking i i'd don't disagree with you there they uh-huh. do it no it's not but this is actual sex with another person I, I to understand. me there's a big difference between those two things
1: i understand and i'm not saying i would do that or i agree i'm just saying i think that there's probably some couples out there who have established the rules and say i understand that you're having sex with this person on film you're still my wife i still love you it's not a threat to me and i'm okay with it and i think that they can go and they can film their scene scenes they, can, they come back home and they still love their spouse those people still have children like people have made
0: totally careers that totally understand that and i can respect their choices but it's not for me i know
1: i know but you were saying that she didn't care about him if she did that and i don't necessarily agree with that so feel free to disagree
0: with me (laughs)
1: That's what it said. If
0: nothing else, if there had been real feelings there, she would have pulled him aside. Yes. Like we talked about and said, hey. Yes. I kind of want to do this. And they could have had a real conversation.
1: I agree. That that much we and can And that agree But
0: that's, that's what I'm saying. I don't know that either of them really were that invested in the relationship to begin with. Right. Um, because if they really were, if they really cared about each other, that conversation would have happened. Agree. Off camera.
1: <laughs> agree. Agree.
0: Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. It was the same thing. She, I don't know, couldn't tell if she regretted it after the fact. She regretted it when he was gone, you know. Um, He had his crying game moment in the shower. (laughs) But was he sad that it was that, you know, that that she did that? Or did he just feel emasculated? Like, what?
1: That's how it came across to me.
0: Which one was it? But the thing is, why would he stick around to film it if he's, like, he was the one filming it. Yeah. And I don't understand that. Like... I don't know if he was really it was it was weird that whole thing was weird and uncomfortable
1: that's what I'm saying it to, to me I, I don't know how they intended for that scene to go but the way he was behaving made it feel like it was more of a you're my property I'm feeling emasculated I'm trying to tell you what to do and you're not listening to me that's how it got well that's vague. not what
0: he said what he said is we're not making that kind of a film and because she was like well why can't you rewrite it because we don't do that in this kind of film he was he was kind of condescending about yeah. it. yeah yeah um and he was making making it about his art like dude i got news for you you're making porn yeah like it's, it's i don't i don't know if that's art
1: well it's <laughs> entertainment it's kind of, but not it's kind art. of one of the meta one of the meta things in this thing where he says it is possible to make a good dirty film and that's what he was trying to make that's what this. that's what movie ty west is. was trying to make yes and uh, mission accomplished because i do really really enjoy this film um i think we definitely went on about this <laughs> for a little bit but i think that if you want a good story, it has to provoke discussions like that. Whereas I feel like your standard slasher film doesn't really do that. They don't
0: really have much to say. Yeah. And that that's another thing is people keep calling it a slasher, but this movie made me think about stuff. You know what? Nightmare on Elm Street never made me think about shit. Halloween never... I love it. I don't think about anything other than like, I know what kill's coming next. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's nothing... Uh, I, would,
1: I would disagree with that a little bit. You don't but... talk about
0: the dynamics of a relationship of a fictional couple when you watch those films.
1: No, but with Nightmare on Elm Street, perhaps you could talk about Sins of the Father, that sort of thing. That one is... I think that one doesn't necessarily okay. apply. Okay. But
0: Friday the 13th. Friday the though. 13th. Yeah, absolutely. You're Absolutely. just waiting from one kill to the next, right? And that's the reason throughout the history of slashers, they just kept up in the body counts because yeah. that's what keeps people in the seat Yeah. is what new way are we going to kill someone? We got to have the kills 1.7 minutes apart. That's- okay,
1: here's the thing. I feel like maybe every first film of those franchises <sighs> maybe had something to say because even with Friday the 13th, you could search yourself and say, what would I do if this had happened to my child? But I feel like anybody who made a subsequent film after that was not thinking about it
0: that. So funny that you should bring up the first Friday the 13th. Okay. Because that's one of the things that I appreciated about the story in this is that your killers were two elderly people that none of your protagonists took seriously. Right. And that's the only reason they were able to get away with what they were doing is because, well, okay, back to RJ when he's gets done crying and he jumps in the van to leave and uh, Pearl's just standing out there. His first instinct is there's no danger here. I'm going to get out and see why she's standing outside in her nightgown, uh huh? you know, and then even when she starts acting weird, he just stands. There because it's an old lady. She's not going to do anything, right? Maybe she's just ah, oh, and she stabbed me in the neck.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, and so I like that that they made much like the first Friday. Pamela Voorhees, no one. She was just a lady. Right. Nobody took her seriously. She wasn't a threat. And yeah. that's how hey, she got,
1: What are you doing out in this mess? Yeah, and that's yeah. how she
0: got away with that shit. That's uh-huh. how she was able to get close and, and kill those people. And I right. like that. I like that. I think that was smart. Yeah.
1: Um. And then obviously we didn't didn't talk about it as much as we talked about the inner inner workings of relationships relationships but i did think that you know travis brought it up about this movie just being sad and i think maybe it starts with them with uh, britney snow's character singing uh landslide landslide yeah she's
0: no sneevy nicks but she did a good job
1: yeah that was probably intentional i think in because they were playing the song over pearl brushing her hair and putting on makeup that maybe that scene hits really really close in your heart because you and i mean not on a personal level but I mean, you feel for her, or at least I did. I felt for her character. Um, There was a line in Sons of Anarchy that, um, oh shit, I can't remember her name right now. Um, Katie Seagal said, where she said, men need to be loved. Women want to be wanted. And I think that was a lot of Pearl's thing is that yes, her husband obviously loves her. He's willing to help her on her.
0: (laughs) He's been covering up for her all these years. Yeah.
1: But where she really needs him the most, he is not willing to provide for her or
0: not able to he well he thought he wasn't able to
1: right and I did tell Travis I'm like okay once you're to this age that you can barely move around wouldn't you want to go out like that yeah <laughs> I think I'd just be like give me the heart attack and get it over with right <laughs> you know because they're there alone I mean we don't really get to see what their life looks like on a day-to-day basis but you get the feeling it's probably really quiet and really boring they don't talk to each other other much. They just, you know.
0: They're both just existing together.
1: Yeah, exactly. Just living in silence. And I think, as wrong as it is, the events that unfold here bring them together a little bit in that maybe he does see that what she's trying to tell him. And I think that's why they end up having the conversation where, you know, she's saying, you know, you don't think I'm beautiful anymore. And he's like, I've, you know, I've always loved you and I've always thought you were beautiful. And I think in a fucked up way, this kind of brought them together. Yeah. And then we find that they're bit. both
0: pretty spry for how old they are. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? The sex didn't give him a heart attack.
1: Right. Yeah. But a
0: jump scare will. <laughs>
1: And Travis and I also talked about the fact that people feel like maybe Ty West was exploiting the fact that, oh, these are two old people going at it and it's gross. And, you know, I didn't feel that way. And maybe it's just a choice in the score that they were playing this kind of ominous music while they were getting it on. But Travis brought up a really good point and said, I don't know that that music's playing because of what they're doing. I think it's playing because she's under the bed and she's trying to to be quiet and escape and it's a tense situation yeah, I, and so I I was like wow I didn't think of it that yeah, way And
0: but I can see how it could be taken either way okay you know they're like <laughs> We're we're gonna play horror movie music because these two old people are getting down, and it showed his naked ass. But but yeah, she's under the bed when the bed springs start squeaking. Yeah, and she's like trying to get out without knocking something over, and you see her have to move like a a table or something out of the way uh, to get out from under the bed and and make her escape. And so that's how I took the sort of uh, atmospheric music that was happening right there.
1: Yeah, and one of the reviewers that we was watching, he was saying, you know, that most of the theater started laughing. And himself included. He was like, oh, you know, it was just so uncomfortable I had to laugh. And it was, you know, I don't think it was meant to be comedic. I mean, I can't speak for the director, but if I had to guess, I don't think it was meant to be comedic. I, think, I hope
0: I'm still able to have sex when I'm that age.
1: I mean, is it is it weird to have hear an old lady saying, fuck me, Howard, fuck me, Howard? A little bit,
0: yes. For a woman that was born in what, 1897 or whatever, according to Pearl? Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: It's it's oh, a little weird.
0: A, she got a potty mouth on her and this was 1979. <laughs>
1: But at the same time, do we not think that people don't still do that behind closed doors, even at a certain age? I don't know. I mean, I I, I don't know. I guess I just didn't find it as appalling or upsetting as I guess some people did. No, nah, it didn't. I just, I actually thought of it as a sweet moment between the two characters. Yeah. As fucked up as that may seem to people. So, I don't know. So, to, to make a long story short. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to make a long story longer.
1: I I actually really dug the story in what it had to say and the fact that, yeah, it is this thing on the surface, but there's more to think about and more to talk about. And, you know, me and Travis going back and forth with this banter is proof of that.
0: So that should be the title of the movie, X, More Than Just a Slasher. <laughs> So let's move on to special effects because we can debate the rest of this probably on. Actually, that's about it. I think we covered all the high points. I think, Yeah. <laughs> Ad nauseum. So special effects.
1: Uh, I, if I'm going to throw stones at all, I don't know how I feel about the makeup work done on Mia goth. Um, I mean, for I can't tell that it's her. I mean, I, if you had told me I would have went, Oh, okay. And then finding out, I was like, wow, it doesn't look like her. It doesn't sound like her. I, I mean, at least to me, in my opinion, but I think, uh, please don't come at me. I think obvious makeup is obvious a little bit.
0: I feel like when they made Johnny Knoxville an old man in Jackass, it was the same quality.
1: I, I don't know. I just... it.
0: There were scenes where it looked good, but... For me, I think her makeup was inconsistent. And maybe it was just whatever lighting they were in, because depending on the scene, that makeup looked very different. Uh huh. And like, did they not do like a face cast or something to make a. I, I don't know.
1: I mean, I, I don't there, know. I, I feel
0: like there were some scenes where it looked good, but there's some scenes where it's like the nose piece is coming off. <laughs> you know, I mean. No, it just,
1: for me, it's not that. It's that I feel like it's too much. I think it was too heavy. Yes.
0: Yeah.
1: Because I work with the elderly every single day, and Pearl was right there at Crypt Keeper level. Like, it just felt like, okay, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I could do the math, but I'm going... She would have been
0: in her late 80s.
1: Okay, that's that's too much then. Because I, I deal with 80-year-old people every day, and they're not at this level no. that she is.
0: No, I thought that... I, yeah. This is gonna sound really weird. Like during the sex part, and there's a couple parts where like her uh, nightgown or whatever sort of open, and you can see like her neck and her shoulders. Uh-huh. I feel like that was really good.
1: Uh huh. It was
0: just the face makeup. Yeah. That I was like, mm, they were really going for it there, weren't they?
1: Yeah. I don't know. That that was just my thought. And uh, would you say his name was Stephen Yeer?
0: Yes, that played Howard. Um,
1: he was he he played an orc in one of the Lord of the Rings films, and I thought he still looks like an orc.
0: <laughs> yes. Like, well, he was a, uh, it, it's that guy. Yeah. It's, I think he was one of the, the goblins or something. Yeah, like something
1: that. like that. But I was like, he still looks like that. It just, it felt like too much. I feel like they could have dialed it back. Well, the some, thing is,
0: he's not a young guy anyway. Well, no. They didn't have to go bat shit on his makeup. Yeah.
1: And then that's, that was my complaint, was I felt like it was too much. You yeah. could have made them look old without, so I don't know if the point was to make her unrecognizable as the actress. If that's what they were going for, kudos because it worked. But I just think. They didn't need to do all of that. Yeah, I agree. It was too much.
0: And and back to Stephen, you're. I mean, he's in his mid sixties anyway. Uh huh. They shouldn't have had to do just a ton of makeup. Right. I'm not. I'm not trying to be a dick. But yeah. I mean, you get somebody who's who's pretty close to. Being sort of the age that's being portrayed, anyway, uh-huh. you shouldn't have to put a shitload of makeup on them. No, I mean I can understand them thinking they needed to go heavier with Mia Goth because she's what in her twenties, twenties, uh-huh. late early thirties, something like that. She's she's really young, uh-huh. and they had to age her up a lot. But yeah, they just kind of went overboard with both of them. I agree.
1: Like the scene where she was brushing her hair, I don't know why, but I kept waiting for this like Walking Dead moment of the Governor when he was brushing his daughter's <laughs> never, hair, yeah. <laughs> wait for his scalp to just pull out. Yeah. I kept waiting for that and I thought, that's ridiculous. Yes, there's a lot of elderly that have thinning hair, but not to the level that it looks like it's just ready to rip out of yeah. your scalp. So, that's if I have any stones to throw at the special effects that would be it.
0: Okay. Well, what about the ones that you don't want to throw a rock at? Like the kills and stuff.
1: Oh, the gore is on point. Um, I was super, super happy that they decided to go with practical effects in this film because as of late, I feel like more and more filmmakers are kind of going back to that because here in the knots, we were just solely relying on CG. Like like as much as I love the Saw films, they were doing like CG blood at the end of those or blood that looked so pink that it wasn't even right. But here it felt like when you're going to, when you're saying, okay, I'm going to go back and I'm going to make a balls to the wall slasher film of, of days old, I thought that they really nailed it this reminded me of um fuck what's what's those films? speaker uh, crowley no, yeah. um hatchet yes hatchet it. it was the same thing that adam green did where he's like i want to i want to relive this time in horror and i want to do it the way they would have done it back then i i had a lot of appreciation for that, that
0: is not what they did here they were filming in new zealand and they were filming during the COVID 19 lockdown Uh huh. he didn't have access to all that shit he just had to use what he could find and that's the reason a lot of your film stuff he was using modern cameras that looked good and some of that stuff he did age it a little bit after the fact or add film grain to Mm -hmm. it but I think he shot it on actual film because I I wasn't I think New Zealand is one of the countries that uh, when they when they did lockdown they did fucking lockdown nobody's coming in nobody's leaving the zombies are coming we're all gonna die Mm -hmm. and um, so yeah they were there and they were stuck and so he just had to use what he could get and I think which meant using practical effects yeah
1: and I think that that shows because that's how those guys did it back then was okay we have three dollars and a stick of chewing gum, what can we do? And I think for that reason, some of it's the best work and it's why we still talk about it now as being, you know, preferable to what's being done currently, you know, because you have some good CG and you have terrible CG and not everybody can nail the good CG or doesn't have the money for it. So I love when they're like, okay, what can we do to make this as realistic as possible? It just, it just results in a better look.
0: You know, the one I appreciated the most that they didn't fuck up when the alligator kills Britney Snow's character, uh-huh. they could have really messed that up, but they, the lighting was dark mm-hmm. and they made it happen so fast that you couldn't, you didn't have time to find the zipper on the costume, I right, guess. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And I like that because when you know the alligator's coming and you're like, ah, she's about to get it, you keep waiting for like the Lake Placid, um... CG alligator to come up out of the water and I don't know swallow a whole or whatever. It's like
1: it's like a Jaws moment, isn't but it? they
0: did it so well that I'm like, yeah, it was good.
1: Yeah, it, it was like Jaws because you know from the aerial shots that they do, you know, you're obviously not going to see the gator up close, and they do a lot of it from the gator's perspective. Yeah, you know, so that gives you more leeway in what you can do, and yeah, it's it's brilliant. Yeah,
0: but you know, in a lot of in a lot of films when they have an animal attack, of course it has to be CG. Of uh-huh. some kind Uh or a person in a costume and a lot of times they don't get it right i mean one of these days maybe they will they'd be like hey this is the scene where the tiger attacks our main character hold still this is a real tiger (laughs) right right hopefully we can put you back together when the scene's done (laughs) but that's not how they do it and and so usually an animal attack scenes have they're either hit or miss they either get it right or they really fuck it up right this one they got it right
1: yeah i felt like they did um i yeah i was not disappointed with any of the kills they were they were plenty gory enough you know me i'm a gore whore i was extremely happy with it um i did hear one complaint from somebody where they said they didn't feel like the kills weren't inventive enough and i disagree with that for one because if you're trying to pay homage to something of the 80s or 70s you're going to use those same kills for one and second when anybody tries to do anything creative we call that torture porn
0: we call it salt. <laughs> Yeah.
1: So I feel like there's no pleasing anybody in this case. And I was, I was happy with what they did with it. I, it didn't have to reinvent the wheel. We're trying to bring back a feeling. And I think in that they were successful. Yeah.
0: yeah. No, I agree about the whole kills, not getting creative enough. Cause I mean, honestly, look around your house. How many lethal things are in your house? A lot. All the shit that's been used in these movies. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and that's, that's the thing is that if you're going to get creative at that point, you're taking a horror movie and home alone and sticking them together and yeah we call that saw yeah so it's you can't i don't know i appreciate it when they kind of keep it basic
1: yeah i mean you're in you're in a you're in a barn how many things are you gonna have access to yeah and for the record i don't care how many times i see it in a film if somebody steps on a fucking nail it makes me cringe every time yes i don't care how many times i've seen it
0: and i like it that they didn't make the nail come all the way through the foot right that's another effect that you're like that's a rubber foot you <laughs> know what i mean yeah right um that they get it wrong or they cg it mm-hmm. and that one the nail didn't go all the way through, but you still you feel it. When oh, you watch man. it. oh man! Oh um, man! Another one that they did, another effect that I've seen done very poorly in films is when they're remo- removing an eyeball. Uh huh. They did well.
1: They did very it's, well. It's
0: not easy to remove an eyeball with a pitchfork, but they pulled it <laughs> off.
1: Well, I remember thinking before I heard that this was all practical. I remember thinking, "Wow, that CG was pretty good." <laughs> and then I heard it was practical, and I'm like, "Oh shit! I'll be damned!" So this was the
0: last film that actor made. <laughs> Uh, There's no way to fake this, dude. You're going to have to put your eyeball (laughs) down there.
1: Um, now he's a pirate at kids parties (laughs) as far as uh, as far as everything else goes I love 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 the look of this film Um, as far as everybody's costuming it did feel so appropriate to the era I love how everybody looks I feel like it's it is that 70s era without it being so obvious I guess because you do have a lot of films like or TV shows where like oh we're gonna fixate on the 80s we're going to fixate on the 70s and they're going to have those really obvious costumes and I'm like okay 80s show every single woman was not walking around with fucking leg warmers and you know nobody walked around like that we wore normal clothes yes so I felt like this one was really cool because they are just wearing normal clothes and a lot of them could be stuff you still see on people today
0: that's what I was going to say is that a lot of times the wardrobe yeah they latch onto the one iconic piece of wear from that decade or whatever. And they're like, everybody was wearing this. No, they really weren't. No. People still were fucking Levi's. Yeah. And you know what they do today? They still wear Levi's. Yeah. And it's okay. But they had to understand that, like you're saying, a lot of the things that were in fashion then went out and came back. And that's why we still see that shit. So you can probably still go to a store and buy clothes that actually originated years ago. Yeah. And it's just a style that came back around.
1: Yeah. Kind of like how every, every girl below the age of 20 now is dressing like I did whenever I was 12.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Got all those goth girls running around.
1: Well, not necessarily goth, but I mean, you know, we're back to wearing scrunchies and we're back to wearing, you know, (laughs) like combat boots. And it's, yeah, it's just a lot of stuff ends up making its way back around. But my point was, was that there were people just walking around in the 70s and 80s that weren't wearing giant bell bottoms. They were wearing just normal jeans and t-shirts or button ups. And I felt like, like Martin Henderson's outfit. That's a guy I'd see walking around now. Yeah. You know,
0: did he? remind you did he give you like matthew mcconaughey vibes yes me too
1: yeah i was gonna wait for that in acting but <laughs> but uh yeah i i felt like they really stuck it to you. these are just normal people in the 70s i didn't feel like they were going over the top with the costuming yeah so
0: agreed all right now acting and okay. go
1: uh me a goth me a goth me a goth <laughs> i
0: yes you're a goth
1: <laughs> i i <laughs> I see what you did there Um, I am so damn in love with her and it did not start with this movie it probably started more with Antichrist probably where I was like this girl looks so interesting and you know it's like I can't place my finger on it but there's something different about her and it has been such a joy to watch her grow throughout her career of just playing I'm so glad that mainstream has not claimed her yet i love watching her in all these independent films playing these weird kooky offbeat characters and even though this one i would say went a little bit more mainstream it was really cool to still to to see her in something like this because i feel like even though she's throughout all these independent films and most of them have kind of been horror tangent i've never seen her in a full-on straight horror before so that was really cool to get to see
0: she she does horror movies where she actually gets to act actually there was one. What was it? It was set in space and it had life. G- life. No. No. High life. High life. Yeah. She did a really good job in that one too. Yeah. And it's got, um, fuck. Robert
1: Pattinson. I was
0: going to say Edward Cullen because that was all <laughs> I could think of. <laughs> Batman? Um, yeah. No, no. <laughs> oh my God. No. Stop. <laughs> um, and she did really well in that one too. But yeah, she is, always plays kind of a quirky, yeah. dark character. She always plays a dark character. Yeah. I think.
1: To, to some degree. I I just fucking adore everything that she's ever in. So I, I again, prefer her in Pearl. But I have to openly admit that when I first saw this movie, I went to her immediately. She just stands out. And it's funny the way he talks about her having that x factor throughout the film she really does as an actress there it's kind of like uh uh, spoilers for next week it's kind of like barry kyogen he just has something about him that makes your eyes go to him immediately like if it's okay this person looks non-conventional or maybe they their personality is a little bit weird something makes you go to them and you just you want more of them i guess yeah
0: you weren't gonna give that away
1: hey they still might not know (laughs) anyway anyway so yes her I just I'm always I'm always gonna sing her praises I guess so um Brittany Snow, I have been watching her since she was on Nip Tuck I guess, when she was that weird Nazi goth girl and so I I, I don't want to be this person, but as soon as I see her with her top off I'm like, whoa, okay, I did not ever expect that I was going to see that much of her, so that was different, but at the same time I applaud it her wanting to come out of like, I'm more than just pitch perfect girl I, I can do something you know, like this, and I, I really thought that was cool um martin henderson now we can talk about it all right all right all right yes he was he was giving me full-on mcconaughey vibes and i don't know if that was intentional or not but i think he's a native new zealander and if he if that's the case he nailed this accent so fucking well
0: (laughs) i've discovered that people from other countries do an american accent way better than we do theirs
1: i think so yeah
0: and if you don't believe me watch bram stoker's dracula see (laughs) keanu try to do british we love you but (laughs) damn it man
1: Um, I know that he put his real name in the credits and I cannot think of what it is right now, but Kid Cudi, I, he was, he was actually like kind of shaping up to be one of my favorite characters in this. Um, I thought he did extremely well. I remember the first time I saw the trailer, I actually thought it was Michael B. Jordan at first because they didn't linger on any of the actors' face for so long. So I remember thinking, oh, cool, Michael B. Jordan's in this. (laughs) Then, you know, uh, I don't, I I mainly listen to older rap, so I had no idea who he was was but when I did watch this film I was thinking okay like I don't know how he is as a rapper but as an actor he did pretty damn good so I would you know I would like to see him continue with an acting career um I'm gonna say something that's probably gonna hurt a lot of feelings and I'm not really not trying to I'm kind of over the Jenna Ortega hype.
0: You watch your mouth.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry.
0: No, this was not her best.
1: (laughs) No, it's it's not even that. She did fine for what she was doing. She did fine. I'm just. I feel like there's a there's an actor or actress that everybody's trying to make happen at certain points in time, and you get a little fatigued of seeing them in everything. It's like okay, so now we have the Scream franchise and the Babysitter, and um, now we've got Wednesday, and it's like like, all right, enough already. We get it. You're trying to make fetch happen. And it's not to say that she's not a talented actress because she is, but I'm just kind of like, eh.
0: So part of that could have just been our- I'm not on the hype. Some of that could have just been our house because Isabel jumped on the Wednesday Netflix, Mm -hmm. whatever thing that was, and watched it basically nonstop for two months.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And London did the babysitter. So,
0: yeah. So it might not have been that she was completely saturating the media. It could have been just that she was completely saturating our house. Ah!
1: i still feel like she's saturating the media she's in a lot of shit
0: yeah but so are other actors and actresses
1: I- no, oh, I'm just I'm I'm saying it's kinda like there's there's some I don't mind and then there's others where it's like okay, like we get it. Like you you I don't like seeing an actor get pigeonholed, I guess. And she's got that whole I'm an adult, but I look like I'm twelve, so they're gonna put her in everything. And so it's another one of I watched X and then I'm like I can't watch her in Wednesday now. Like it's too weird.
0: Well, and the thing that, that uh actors and actresses have to be careful about with that is that once an audience gets fatigued for them, then then they just disappear, kind of. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't know. I just, it seems like they don't have a really long career after that. Samara Weaving, you yes. brought up The Babysitter. Good She's example. a phenomenal actress, but there for a while, like, she was in every movie that yeah. came uh-huh. out, uh-huh. and we still really like her. Yeah. She's Ready or Not, and uh The Babysitter, 12 to a lesser degree The Babysitter, but, uh-huh. you know, Ready or Not, and what was the one she was in with Steven Yeun?
1: Um, Buck. I feel like it starts with It was like M. a rage virus or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: It was a fantastic movie. It was yeah, hilarious, uh-huh. and she was great. But Guns she was Akimbo? in yes, and she was in, but she was in everything, and I feel uh-huh. like people just got tired of seeing her. I don't know how, but they did.
1: Yeah, you know, somebody out there went. We've already got Mar- Margot Robbie. Thanks.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I haven't seen her in anything in a while.
1: I know. Yeah, so it's really too bad.
0: That's that's the the sad part. But she was hers. Her roles were more versatile. But yeah, Jenna Ortega for sure. Like. <laughs> She have a hard time breaking out of that. I think, yeah. which is sad because she is she is a good actress. But, oh yeah,
1: that's what I said. She she's terrific, but, but yeah, it's just kind of like
0: okay, <laughs> too much all at once. Yes. that's the only reason. Give yourself
1: some space it, between projects. It's the only reason that
0: Tom Cruise is still viable, is <laughs> because he only does a movie like every other year or whatever. Like he's not. I don't think he has a movie come out every year. Yeah, there's space between. So a lot of your your actors and actresses that have been doing it for a really long time, mm-hmm. they don't have a new movie coming out. You know, nine months apart. Yeah, or whatever. Like yeah. they're they're spread out. So you don't get tired of them.
1: And I guess, I guess my other thing is, is like, I, I'm super excited to finally see us getting some rep- representation out there, but there's more than one Latina actress out there too, I guess is my other thing. It's like, okay, we found our favorite Latina actress. This is the only one we're going to use. It's like, there's lots of them out there. Like, I don't know.
0: I'm not touching that.
1: <laughs> no, you can't. But I can As Latina, I can. So there you go.
0: <laughs> but I see what you're saying. Because there for a while, the chosen Latina actress was Selma Hayek.
1: Or Michelle. Rodriguez. and they
0: were the only ones you- yeah <laughs> anyway, sorry no now that you've pointed it out I see it
1: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> huh okay well yeah. anyway thanks on. for making it weird let's go <laughs>
1: Um, I guess that would just leave RJ and eh, I don't feel like he did really anything to write home about. And I'm not letting my opinion of his character skew my judgment. I just don't feel like, no, I just don't feel like his character maybe had enough to do, I guess. Maybe that's because he kind of got, well, maybe because he got killed first, I guess. But I just don't feel like we really had enough, I guess. I
0: did. I had enough. (laughs) I did. No, because he was one of those like super arrogant film guys. He he was a gatekeeper. Uh-huh. Like, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. He was one of those guys that, that I, I know all about films and I'm going to talk about Scorsese all the time. Uh-huh. And it's like, just shut up. <laughs> I don't. We're, it's great. You did. You you watched film history. Good job. I don't, I don't know. He was annoying. He was an irritating character. And if that, and I think that's what he was supposed to be. So well done to you, sir. You irritated the shit out of me. <laughs> One you didn't talk about as much. Well, you did talk about Mia Goth. Um, I feel like she did a better job as Pearl than as Maxine.
1: You haven't even watched Pearl yet. No, no, no. Oh, oh you mean? Sorry, sorry. I, you mean?
0: She's in both movies. <laughs> sorry. Mia Goth and Pearl are in both of these films. Sorry. Anyway, but yeah, I think her acting, they gave her more to do. She even, even despite the heavy, heavy makeup, um, I feel like she had to go through a lot more emotional range with Pearl than she did playing Maxine.
1: Agree. Agree. And I
0: feel like she did a fantastic job with that. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: Nobody else stands out to you. <laughs>
0: um, I would not have known ki- that, that, that was Kid Cudi for one. Cause yeah, I, we don't, I don't, we don't do modern rap or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, would not have known he was a rapper. If you hadn't told me, I would have just assumed he was an actor I hadn't seen before. So he did, he did fine. Yeah. Cause I would not have, a lot of times when they cast a, a musician in a film, you can go there they are. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. You don't even have to know who they are or what they look like. But as soon as they open their mouth and start reading a line, you go, yep, that's the one. Yeah. Um, and I, I didn't. Uh huh. So he did fine. Brittany Snow, she's been around a while. She did, she did fine. <laughs> she's been around a while. <laughs> uh, she's been around a while. She's a seasoned actress. She did
1: fine. I, I will say that um, she did do. She did have a lot of moments in the film where I I laughed out loud at her character because I did like her spunkiness and her like I don't give a shit attitude toward people. She
0: was very much I'm hot and I like to have sex and I don't care if you like it.
1: Yeah, and one of my favorite scenes was her between her and Kid Cudi where that she was talking about. Um, well, he was basically tooting his own horn about how good he was.
0: He was very proud of himself. Yeah,
1: and she was basically letting him know that she was acting and it was put on. And then she turns around like a second later and she's like, "Oh, it's okay. Like, don't get your feelings hurt. And I just, I, I thought that was great. I loved that she had that back and I'm like, yeah. You can't put a price on all of this. Like, it was just, I loved that moment for her. Yeah.
0: She did give him the sort of no i said you did your best <laughs> yeah <laughs> kind of thing and I, it was that was funny yeah um i can't i don't know she 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 prepared for that role for sure and mad confidence on her because she there's a good there's a long stretch of this film where she's naked yeah and you only see her like from the belly button up so it's not like full nudity yeah um, but yeah she's topless for a huge portion of this film and i can imagine that i, I mean always, i wouldn't want to run around with no pants on yeah for a long time
1: appreciate the level of confidence that you have to have for something like that because so far in my extensive credit the credits uh so far I just showed the top of my shoulders I have simulated nudity in the one and only film I've ever been in and I didn't I didn't care like I remember you looking at me like are you really doing this and I remember thinking I you know these are people that I know they're my friends I and I'm comfortable it was a closed set there you know I didn't have to worry about anything so when you have somebody that really is there putting it all out I cannot imagine the level of confidence that you have to have for something like that. Because I think, I don't know that I've ever seen a Mia Goth film where she hasn't been naked in some capacity. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, she's another one. And yeah. she had a pretty, she had a pretty intense scene with Kid Cudi.
1: Yeah. And I'm always just in awe of her mentality and, you know, I'm making art. This is what I'm doing for my art. So
0: You can make a good dirty movie. Yeah. <laughs> Um, who else? Uh, you talked about Martin. He did uh-huh. He did a good job. Jenna Ortega didn't have a lot to do, but she did fine. She she showed up. She read her lines. Um, <laughs> I'm not trying to be a dick, but she she didn't say anything through most of the film. And right. And they gave her like seven lines right in the middle, and then she is gone. Yeah. Basically. Um. RJ was just RJ. Um, Howard. We didn't talk about Howard. Well,
1: he's another- He I didn't
0: have a lot to do, didn't though. Didn't
1: feel like he had a lot to
0: um, do. I feel like the, that interaction, the longest, the most time you spend with him is where it's him and Pearl sitting on the bed mm-hmm. right before they decide to get busy uh-huh. and I feel like he did he did well in that like he I like the interaction between those two
1: yeah I, I will say that the scene between him and Kid Cudi where he's looking for Pearl he was he did very well at being kind of sinister it's like you know at this point that they're up to something but to that build up to get there he did very well I thought
0: yeah yeah I don't, I don't have your rocks to throw at any of the actors or actresses in this yeah film. no
1: I think did, I think they, they, they all did, a good did great
0: job. Score.
1: Uh, I will say that I don't think that anything necessarily stood out to me besides the music of the period. Two
0: songs. Yeah. It was two songs. Yeah. Landslide and Don't Fear the Reaper. Yeah. And both of those were played to illustrate a point. Um, Don't Fear the Reaper was foreshadowing. Right. For when, uh, Pearl kills RJ. Uh-huh. Because clearly he was not afraid of this little old lady standing in the middle of the road. Right. Um, and then Landslide was more of an emotional type of thing to show right. how Pearl was feeling in the moment. But, uh, yeah, there was I that sense pseudo tense music which when, when Mia Goth's crawling up from under the bed but I don't recall a lot of film music and
1: they had the, the I mean the, the porn music was on point I felt like that was very accurate to the what they were doing I mean spot on but
0: Kid Cudi's porn stash <laughs> That was on point. <laughs>
1: but I don't know. They also had kind of had this score kind of meandering about with the girl, like girls, female vocals that kind of had that whole thing of like give, like feigning innocence maybe a little bit. And maybe that has something to do with ultimately who we find out Maxine's character is perhaps. I don't know. I can't, I can't read anything too deep into it, but I will say that it was, score was fine. Yeah. Nothing, nothing I would say, you know, changed my life, but it was good for yeah. Will
0: was yeah yep oh uh an actor i, I, I don't want to go backwards um maxine's daddy yeah what about him the preacher on tv and yeah. he's in the background of everything uh-huh and we both agreed yes that is exactly <laughs> the guy right there he really sold it and it's that was kind of a I don't it wouldn't, like my jaw didn't hit the floor at the end when i found out that wow that was her dad the whole time yeah but it still was like huh look at that he got yeah. some shit <laughs> This is just an act of rebellion on her part. That's all this is. <laughs> she got out of the house. She's like, "I'm getting high."
1: Yeah, we, we've we've had that discussion, too, of when you have a parent or authority figure try to push their belief system on you, the first thing they're, you're going to want to do is rebel. I don't think that they reinvented the wheel on that at all. So no. I guess that's why I didn't think about it.
0: <laughs> no, I'm just saying that from an acting standpoint, we didn't talk about him. But he did do a very good job selling that Yeah, um, throughout the film. And honestly, he's almost in the film as much as RJ is. Mm-hmm. He's just in the background, and you don't pay any attention to him until the very end of the film. Right. So. All right. We're going to quote Kill and Scene.
1: No, you've been very vocal about...
0: I don't have a quote. You did? Yeah. I just don't have a quote.
1: Yeah. So, okay. No, well.
0: there wasn't a line in there that just jumped out at me. I'm like, yeah. Um, Kill, I'm going to go with the one that I picked first. <laughs> because I picked it first and that's RJ's <laughs> kill. But it's got as much to do with the visuals attached to it as the kill itself. Yes. Um, where she s- stabs him in the neck and she's just stabbing him, stabbing him, stabbing him. And at some point it turns, it's just rage on her part.
1: Yeah. And, and that's visualized with the red and, being everywhere.
0: And that's sort of the turning point for her character also. Yeah. Where she just becomes a murderous, crazy person. Um, But that's that's my kill. Okay. And scene, I think my favorite scene in the film is when Mia Goth goes swimming and she's swimming back to the dock and you see the alligator follow through the water it's an aerial it. shot
1: he picked both of my things
0: you know what it just means that we have the same brain <laughs> because we both picked those <laughs> <things>. <laughs> because i just think it's a pretty shot and before you're like of course mia goth was naked swimming it's too far out for you to really see that she's naked okay it's yeah not like that um but yeah it's like a really far up aerial well, shot that's down not necessarily
1: my shot you can see the whole, shot, see the whole
0: pond um, with a swimmer and an alligator following. Yeah. Your turn <laughs> to pick something totally unique. So
1: We never said that we couldn't pick the same things. Then that why do you always give a me a hard time about
0: saying you picked what I picked?
1: Just because you did. So you kind of hope they'll they'll pick something different. But if the scene is good, the scene is good. You can't, you know.
0: I expect you to stop judging me. <laughs>
1: Um, so my quote's going to be, I will not accept a life I don't deserve. And because at the time, our our family was kind of before uh, the stuff that we've gone through recently, before that, we also got kind of dealt a shitty hand. Um, and this was kind of a turning point for me as a person, kind of a transitional period. And this would have been when I decided to go back to school and kind of like, I was a stay-at-home mom for 16 years. So me turning around and deciding to pick myself up from the bootstraps and go, I can fucking do this. A line like that really resonated with me of, you know, am I going to be this little delicate waif that's going to cry about it? Or am I going to pull up my pants and get out there and do something? And, you know, I I think I have changed as a person since I had to make that choice. I feel like I'm a lot more independent now and yeah so a line like that really it i remember when i heard it i remember thinking that i, I felt something hitting me as corny as that sounds it, it it really spoke to me i guess
0: i feel like you left out the enormous amount of encouragement support you received from your family during that time
1: i didn't say as a matter of fact earlier i said you encouraged me for that i'm just saying that i feel like to a degree you have to be responsible for doing that yourself you can't you couldn't have forced me to do that oh, you know maybe. you could have if you said you need to go get a job. I could have went and just got a job anywhere. That's but true. I was like, I want to do something more with my life. I don't want to just work at a dead end job the rest of my life. So.
0: And now you're the one with the important job. And <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I do a thing.
1: I still I still don't know that I have an important job, but I did want to do something more than just, you know, working behind a gas station counter. I'm just telling you
0: next time you want to draw blood and somebody's like, I don't want you to do that. Just look at him and go, okay, dive then, and walk back out. <laughs>
1: Fair enough. Um... Kill shit because RJ was my pick too because it's a beautiful scene to look at and also where she stops and she starts dancing it you know don't fear the reaper drowns out and you have this other music come in and she's dancing it's just it's a beautiful scene from start to finish so that was why I picked that um so if I'm gonna go runner up for Kill I guess I'm going to go with uh Bobby Lynn's Kill with the alligator because that one was more of a comedic kill I guess because she's standing there and she's like well for starters she tells her it's not my fault you didn't live the life you wanted to live which I feel is another thing that kind of resonates with me a little bit like don't blame me because you know you didn't do this with your life and I'm younger than you and doing whatever so uh, she starts to call her a bitch and the alligator grabs her right at that point and then Pearl finishes is it bitch. <laughs>
0: No, Pearl pushed her in the water.
1: Oh, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, she pushed
0: her off the dock.
1: But, uh... Stop! Stop interrupting me!
0: I just want to make sure you're accurate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, um, and then scene. It's the same as Travis's, but for me, what sticks out more is that tight close-up shot of Mia Goth's face and the eye shadow and the water around her. Like, oh my god, it's just perfection. Um, and then, yes, you add to it, this, which she's trying to swim and the gator's coming up behind her. So... So I do really appreciate that scene a lot. Um, Backup scene, though, would probably be the scene of Pearl brushing her hair while landslides playing behind her. So if I had to pick a backup. But anyway, so we've been talking about this for a long time. So now
0: now it's time to pick. Are you going to marry? Fuck or kill? Technically Pearl did all three. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, just not in that order.
1: This is just a fuck for me, honestly.
0: Well done. Me too. Yeah. I picked that answer first.
1: Yeah. I, I, I know there for a while, everybody was like, oh my God, she wants to marry everything. No, I, I don't. There's there's a lot of films that I do, sure. But for me, this one just stays in the marry category, I guess. You because... mean the fuck category? Fuck category. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. um, I... <sighs> I think I would feel differently about Pearl, probably, but I, d- I wouldn't know until I watched it again. But uh, yeah, this is one that I I don't come back to a lot. Um, I had fun wa- rewatching it for the show, but it's not one that I put on a lot, if I'm being honest. So yeah,
0: Same, bro. Same. Yeah. I feel like this is one of those that's, that would lose its impact if you watched it a lot.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Um, yeah, what other movie was it? We just... No, we did recently. I don't remember. But there was another <laughs> movie that I, I, that I kind of said the same thing, like... The only reason it works, it, the was only, it Dracula? Maybe, but it's like the only way it works is if you only watch it like a couple times a year. If you if you just overwatch it, it loses something, and then you yeah. and then you'll be like, no, nah, I don't want to watch that. Yeah, yeah, pretty so. much.
1: So it's it's fun to watch when you put it on, but it's not one that I'm like I'm gonna keep coming back to it and keep coming back to it, you know? Right,
0: right. Like the witch, good film. Got to put some distance between watches though. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Final thoughts.
1: So I would say if uh if you're like me and slashers are kind of your your, your thing, your go-to, and you haven't seen this one yet, absolutely give it a chance. Um, if you kind of like what A24 has been cranking out in the last 10 years or so, definitely check it out. Um, this is one that I feel like you, I mean, obviously, but the way we talked about reviews going back and forth, um, even even if some do consider it to be elevated horror, I still think this is one that you can put on and just watch it without looking deeper into it, too. I still think, I think it accomplishes both jobs so uh yeah
0: well clearly you can because most of the people we found that reviewed it that's exactly what they did that's
1: that's why i said yeah so yeah definitely given a watch i i would recommend it for sure
0: i endorse this film (laughs) i agree i think you should watch it that is all that's it that is all
1: wow okay you're like we've talked enough
0: (laughs) you said all the things you stole my answer i don't feel like i need to talk anymore (laughs)
1: All right, Travis, since you have been waiting for this all fucking month.
0: Waiting to get it over with. It
1: is finally your turn to do it.
0: To do the next film?
1: Yes, yeah, so go ahead and announce it. God
0: damn it. Next week we're doing Saltburn. Fuck me. <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> I had I had the strongest reaction to that film I have ever had to any film. There's a scene where we're watching, like, it's, I knew I, something bad was going to happen before <laughs> it even happened. And Barry Keelgan got this look on his face. And I'm just like, no,
1: <laughs> no. He did.
0: <laughs> like, I'm screaming at the TV and I don't do that. <laughs> Ashley laughed till she peed a little. It was, <laughs> God, I don't want to do this movie. Because
1: I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. I was sitting there. And at this point, I've already watched the movie twice. And I'm sitting there and I'm looking at Travis and I'm just waiting for the reaction. He's like, no, don't do it. <laughs> then he's like, no, no, no. <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't help but I was laughing so fucking hard, oh. and so I was like, "We have to talk about this movie now." I realize that it's not a straightforward horror; it's not horror really at all, but it's more of a suspense thriller drama type thing. It's and like watching
0: Fear Factor. We,
1: <laughs> we have we have decided that we're going to cover more thrillers, so I'm I'm excited. To we decided,
0: huh? We decided
1: not this movie. I said to open up the genre. Yes, we decided. Yeah. Because you were like, "Why can't we talk about superheroes? And why can't we talk about this?" So, uh, I guess spoiler alert. Um, some of those <laughs> some of those things are going to come into play in the future. We are going to be covering some maybe some darker comic stuff. That means and, we
0: can do Spawn.
1: Yes. Yes, and I want to badly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you or Constantine or something like that. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna broaden our horizons a little bit.
0: So salt burn.
1: So salt burn
0: salt burns gonna happen so, your homework is that you all have to go watch Saltburn before we cover it. Yes. Because I promise you, when we get done, it will be ruined. And if you have not seen it already, you will not want to watch it. So, I need you to watch it and share my pain.
1: Or maybe you're going, I don't have any intention of watching it because I've heard all these things. But I feel like if I listen to you guys, then I will have watched it. Well, if it you too, feel that way, which is perfectly fine,
0: understand that I don't care about your feelings. I had to sit through it. I'm going to have to watch it again.
1: So, we should tell the people where they can watch it because it's not something that they can just go rent. Yeah, you should do that because I
0: don't know where it is.
1: It is on Amazon Prime. It's an Amazon Prime original film. So, you do have to have a membership to do that,
0: or bootleg it.
1: I don't know Not you, that I would
0: endorse that. I
1: don't know that you can bootleg it, but, but yes, if you have Amazon prime or, you know, you're like, you do the thing that a lot of us are guilty of sometimes, or okay, I'm going to take the free trial of three days and then I'm going to cancel it immediately after the fact, just to watch this movie. I'm going
0: to cancel it 23 hours into the second day.
1: Yes. Feel free to do that too. <laughs>
0: over well, we're bad but people.
1: We it it came out in January and we had not seen it and I will fully blame Bill and Xena for this because they were like, You have to watch it. You have to watch it, you have to watch it.
0: Yeah, thanks for that.
1: <laughs> and so I did, and Travis was like, I don't I don't know if I care enough to watch it. And I'm like, No, you have to watch it. So but we'll we'll get into more of that next week. When yeah, we, we talk will. about Travis's movie of the year already. <laughs> His number one pick for 2024. Hey, so
0: when we get to MFK on that one, what do you think mine's gonna be?
1: <laughs> Bullshit! Ugh. Bullshit! Ugh.
0: Now listen, I will watch Barry Keoghan on Hot Ones again because <laughs> watching him suffer through hot wings, I'm like, you deserve this. <laughs> you should have to eat just You're seven like, of I the can last never wing.
1: Drink my cereal milk the same way again. Oh,
0: come on. <laughs> Like, you should have to just drink that bottle of bomb hot sauce for what you've done to me.
1: I was emotionally
0: traumatized by that film.
1: Oh, my gosh. But anyway, I'm Ashley. And I'm Travis. Thank you for listening to another savory version of
0: Dead and Mary*. You better be back next week. Don't leave me alone with this woman.
1: Take care, guys.
0: Bye.